Sunday morning worship. And most people know about what that means. It means we're going to sing two or three songs or we're going to sit and sing with a choir two or three songs. There's going to be an offertory song. Uh, they're going to take the offering. We're going to sit very respectfully and there's going to bring a message brought from the scripture, from the word of God. It's going to be tied up in a very neat package. But worship involves more than that neat little religious practice on Sunday morning. The scripture said that we're to, we're to absolutely be not conformed to this world, but be renewed in the spirit of our mind that we might prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of the Lord. For this is your reasonable service. In the actual Greek, it connotates more than just religious service or even committed Christian service to the Lord. In the Greek, it, it will read like this. It would read, for this is your true spiritual worship. This is your true spiritual worship. Some people go to the church because they like the music. They just like the music. Their emotions are titillated. This has to go beyond your emotions and begin to touch your devotions. Emotions are like roller coasters. How many ever ridden one? While you're going up, it seems so, you know, just before you crest the top, you can look out over the whole amusement park and say, wow, look at the view. But you better hold on. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> What is it? What goes up must come down. <laughs> Amen. There's going to come circumstances in life where the, the higher you are, sometimes the deeper the drop when it drops. But the good news is that God is faithful and God is constant and God is consistent. And if we choose to worship Him, not just in a, a, a well-designed, well-timed little service on Sunday, but in our life, in the way we behave, the way we, the choices we make, the values that are crystallized in our life. Hallelujah. This is our true spiritual worship. Don't let the world press you into its mold, but be renewed. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove. That means to exemplify what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God for this is your, say it with me, true spiritual worship can you say man if you've been walking with god all week long and trying and seeking to obey god and seeking god amen then what we're doing this morning's just uh, he he's honoring that that life before anything we say or do in this building don't think uh, just singing a song with the choir will let us off the hook for living for God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And when the life is consecrated, we will be dedicated. And it makes all the difference in the world. You may be seated today. Amen. How many know we need in a perilous time, just before we receive the offering, that we need joy now more than ever? The scripture said in the context of being uh, repenting and being restored into a fellowship relationship with God, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's in the context of the, the restoration of Israel, the coming back out of Babylon. It's in the book of Nehemiah. It's in particular Ezra the high priest stood before all of Israel and read from the book of the law. And they were so convicted, they began to weep because they knew how far they had drifted from what God had set as the standard for his covenant people. And they knew the trouble that it brought them. And they knew the defeats that it brought them. And that they were, they were already repentant in their hearts. <laughs> and they saw this weeping, mourning people with brokenness in their heart. And, and Ezra the high priest said, said, listen, God sees that. He doesn't want you to be bowed over like this. He don't want you in this brokenness. You've come back to God. God is going to restore everything that has been lost through your own sin and your own folly. Amen. He said, go and eat the fat and drink the sweet. And if somebody don't have, give to them that don't have so that everybody has enough for the, for the, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
And we're living in a day called the perilous times. And it connotates the reducing of the strength because of the times that we're in. Amen. There are Christians not living in the victory that has been promised and purposed and provided by Christ. Amen. There are many Christians all over the place not coping very well with the perilous time. It's a tough time. Dottie Rambo wrote a song, The World Needs Some Good News Bad. Can you say amen? And we're in that condition today. Where can you get the good news? Will you get it from God's Word? Hallelujah. You get it from God's Spirit. Hallelujah. Remember, we used to sing, I have good news to bring. That is why I sing. My what with you all share? My what? Joy. You got it. You get an A. Amen. You get a star by your name. My joy with you I'll share. Do we have joy to share with this sin-sick world? Do we have peace that passes understanding so that they can see that serving God is the best life that you could possibly ever live? I mean, eternal life is not the... It's not the immediate need. It leads us to eternal life, which is the most important of all. But the immediate need, woman at the well, look at how Jesus dealt with it. She's living, looking for, looking for love in all the wrong places. She's had five, five husbands. And she's living with a man. She's given up on marriage, give up on relationships. She comes to Jacob's well to pull water. And there's a man sitting there. And before he got there, the Bible said he was so weary, he told his disciples, you go into town and get us something to eat because I'm too weary to continue on. I mean, he was wore out. He's sitting by Jacob's well. And a Syrophoenician woman comes to draw water from that well. And she did not, she recognized him as a, as a holy man. And she knew this Jewish holy man would have absolutely nothing to say to her, nothing to do with her. And it shocked her and rocked her when he said, Woman, draw me some water to drink. And she immediately, whoa, starts drawing the water. And he said, Woman, if you knew who it was that asked you for a drink, you would ask of me, and I would give you living water, and you will never thirst again. You will always come back to this well because you will always find yourself thirsty. But the water that I give you, you will never thirst again. He, he told her about her immediate need first. Did he not? Because when you ask for that living water, you get the other through in. The world can't compete with what we have. They don't have any place to buy it. There's no drug that manufactures it. There's no place else to get it but from God through Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? We have a great product. We just need some people that can sell that product. Now, everybody whose mind is on things that are away from God right now, things that trouble you, upset you, frustrate you, agitate you, you need to get a hold of that. Because those things are going to live with us as long as we live here on this planet. Amen. Amen. So the Bible said, let thine eyes look right on before thee, straight before thee. See, his word is a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our pathway. But you can't be looking to the right or left. You've got to let your eyes look straight on before you. Amen. Hallelujah. And those distractions is what brings the discouragements, those distractions. And the Bible said that we're to look unto Jesus. Sounds easy, don't it? The actual Greek says it like this, looking away from all that will distract and setting your gaze upon Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Hallelujah. God will strengthen us today. It takes a discipline. It takes a dedication. Your mind. Everybody say, my mind. Everybody's got one. (laughs) 
David wants us to know very clearly. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Your mind matters. Finally, brethren. Finally, brethren. Finally, brethren. Have you ever heard this scripture? I've got to get this out before we receive the offering. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. When you hear that initially, you think of strongholds over people, strongholds over family, strongholds over your home. And while it's true that we have spiritual weaponry and we are capable to tear down the strongholds, Dale used to sing it, we're going up to the high places to tear the devil's kingdom down. Praise God. Amen. But I want you to listen to it in context. Amen. Before you tackle the stronghold over the city and over that family and over your family and over that person and that people. You want to hear it in context? Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not of the flesh, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Next verse says, casting down. Everybody's got one point at it. Casting down imaginations and every high thing in our thought life that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Why is the devil afraid of that? Because they that do know their God will be strong and do exploits. Can you say amen? Amen. No wonder he doesn't want us to begin to cast down those distractions. Amen. And get Jesus in focus. Hallelujah. And see God with clarity that he's bigger than your mountain. He's bigger than your problem. He's bigger than the devil and his men and his cohorts can you say man he's a mighty God and he loves you today and if you don't get if you don't get the victory you can't share him with anybody amen you can't your bumper sticker won't do it the tract won't do it we're living epistles written and read of all men Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought. Where's these strongholds at? Are you getting it today? Before you begin to attack strongholds in the heavenlies, you need to deal with this right here. Amen. Your mind matters. Listen. Casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought. Every thought. Every thought. Every thought. That means when the fear comes, that it comes to the mind. The mind is pondering those things, producing the fear. We've got to bring that thought into captivity. I've been meeting with a pastor, and, and he used to work with the sheriff's department, part of the posse, where if they, someone was lost, they'd get people that had horses to get out and go into areas that you couldn't get uh, any other way, get back in the woods. He also worked with some 4-H girls that did barrel races, and they did different things uh, for competition, teaching them how to use their horse and, and, and do these things and win these contests. And one of them was to rope a calf, to rope a calf. A calf is just let out of the stall. It's wild. It's running. It's doing its own thing, and uh, you're not going to catch it. Unless you rope it. And then when you got it on the rope, you got to jump off your horse and run over to it. You got to flip it over. You got to take another piece of rope and tie it around its legs. And guess what? It ain't going nowhere else. Now you're in control, it's not in control. And you know what God wants to say to us today? What He is saying right now. Amen. Bringing every thought. <laughs> 
every thought. Where does worry come from? Why, why, why isn't God big enough uh, to, to eclipse all of this stuff that is creating the stress and the fears in our life? Amen. Amen. What happened to the great God and the gracious God and the good God and the mighty God? Hallelujah. Praise God. Is your God big enough? Somewhere in our thought life, He isn't. Somewhere in our thought life, we need to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus. And Jesus says, more than any other phrase in the New Testament, fear not. Fear not. When you see these things begin to come to pass, don't be afraid. Lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. Can you say amen? Men's hearts will fail them for fear and looking at the things which are coming upon the earth. But our hearts are filled with holy anticipation because we know God is still on the throne. God is still in control. God is going to take care of His children. And Jesus is coming soon for us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. 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 So, oh my heavenly Father, be ye no more conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that? The Word of God received into the heart. The mind begins to think differently. And when, when the mind thinks differently, listen, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You're a product. I'm a product of a thought life that is producing fear or faith, discouragement or delight. And it's all up to me to determine. You have control in that. You have somebody to help you control. The Holy Spirit came in you just so you wouldn't say, come tie my bow tie on Sunday morning. Can you say amen? But to help you to have a disciplined mind. Remember what Paul told Timothy? God did not give us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Different word, Dave, than sound doctrine. Sound doctrine means pure and unsullied. And, 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 but sound mind means discipline. A mind that can be told what to think. Rather than running free like that calf just going all over the place. Amen? Amen? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I remember when I felt so bad, I confessed how bad I felt. I was honest. But the problem is it opened the door for more of the pressure and less of the peace and power that I needed. I can't take it anymore. I can't stand it anymore. I can't go through this anymore. And it's like the devil saying, boys, we got him backing up right now. Amen. But even if I don't feel any different, it is not being dishonest or disingenuous to say what Paul said. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. With God's help, I can. With God's grace, I can. With God's strength. I'm not talking about my strength, my, my abilities. I'm talking about with God who promised to help me. God who promised to strengthen me. God who promised to lead me to never forsake me. With God's help and God's strength and God's grace, I can overcome. I will overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. But you've got to say it. And you've got to believe it. Hallelujah. I, oh my Lord in heaven. Hold fast your profession of faith without wavering. For He is faithful that promised. Can you say man? And you know what the word profession means? It means confession in the Greek. We have believed, therefore have we spoken. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. It's not enough. 
with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth. If you beat me to the scripture, I want you to say it. See, I want you to say that. Confession is made unto salvation. Now say it like God was standing right beside of you. Hallelujah. Saying that's true. Go, girl. Will you do that? Confession is made into... No, I can't do this. <laughs> you got it. You already got it. You don't have to do it again. Praise God. Hallelujah. With the mouth, with the mouth, with the mind matters and the mouth matters. Because the abundance of the heart, the mind in that case, the mouth speaketh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Confession is made unto what? Unto what salvation? Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father and His angels. If you deny me before men, I will deny you before the Father and the angels. But if you confess me, amen, if your heart believes unto righteousness and you declare that truth, God said, I'm going to back that up when you... Amen. Because you know what confession means in the Greek? It means to say not just something, but to say the same thing that another has already said. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. No. God said it. That settles it. And when you believe it, and you confess it there's power in the words that are coming from faith in the heart it begins in the heart but it's completed through the mouth some of us that are going through things that we can't take anymore we need as Christians in light of God's promises to us to say I can do all things you believe God you believe with God's strength you could overcome whatever you're facing? You believe with God's help you could get through whatever you're going through? Then declare it. Then declare it. Then declare it. Then declare it. Glory to God. Thou shalt declare a thing, thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be done unto thee. Can you say amen? If we, oh, <laughs> when we get our mind right and then we get our mouth right, can you say, man, hallelujah? Things have got to change because God watches over His Word to perform it. And Jesus used three scriptures, three scriptures from one book of the Bible against the devil. It is written, he declared it. It is written, he declared. It is written, he declared. And guess what happened after just three scriptures? The third time he said it, the Bible said, And Satan left him and tempteth him no more that day. He said, there's no point in it. Not against what I'm up against. And he didn't use his deity. If he did, we couldn't follow his example. He couldn't expect us to do what he did. He didn't say, I'm God, you're the devil, you're defeated, get out of here. He said, it is written, it is written, it is written, hallelujah. And friend of mine, and then he preserved and gave us what was written. Glory to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And you know what the word is now called? It's called the sword of the Spirit. It is a mighty weapon, part of our armory and our armor. Glory to God. It's the mighty. And the Bible said it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And I've often said it, one blade, one side of the blade is for us to cleanse us from sin and iniquity, and the other is for the devil. Hallelujah. Jesus said to the devil, it is written, it is written, it is written. 
And he tucked his pointy tail between his legs, and he left the scene. Amen. You see, the thing is, when Reinhard Bonnke went to Africa, he preached, and about 50 people came. God told him to go to Africa. Fifty people showed up. God told him, he said, the next service you have. He said, Lord, how am I going to reach the dark continent? How am I going to plunder hell and populate heaven? I have a heart to do that, to see that you've sent me to Africa. He said, he said the next service you have, after you proclaim the gospel, you tell the people that I'm not just a savior, that I'm a healer and I am a deliverer. And he argued with God. And he said, I, I'm not an, an oil robber. I'm not, I'm not a, a, a healing evangelist. I'm just a preacher of the gospel. And he said, my word in your mouth has the same authority as it did when it left my mouth. Because it's not your word, it's my word. And I don't watch over your word to perform it. I watch over my word to perform it. But when you speak my word, it has the same authority, amen, that it did when it left my mouth. And what we have here is the word of God. With the heart man believes, but it's incomplete until the word is declared and proclaimed and confessed to say the same thing as another. See, you can say the word of God when you don't feel like it. It's not true when you feel like it. It's true eternally. Heaven and earth will pass away. My word will what? Abide forever. Abide forever. Hallelujah. Wouldn't it be something if we learned how to just declare what the Scriptures speak to us? There are people depressed. There are people defrauded of what God has provided because we don't understand how vitally important it is to get the Word of God in us and then to get the Word of God operational through us. The Bible said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Everybody point at it. Casting down imaginations. Where is that occurring? In the mind. Be renewed in the spirit of what? Your mind. Your spirit has already been reborn, regenerated. But your thought life can become undisciplined. Focus on the things that bother you and bug you, and you will live agitated and frustrated. Amen? Focus on, on the things that make you afraid. Cancer, death, whatever it is that, that breeds and brings fear into your life. Amen? And it will defeat you. You will live under the prison. The Bible said, He that feareth is not perfected in love. For perfect love cast out all fear. You don't need to... When it said a spirit of fear, it wasn't talking about an evil spirit. I believe they exist. And if you got a spirit of fear, it's like an open door to bring a spirit in. But a spirit of fear, you don't need deliverance from a spirit in the terms of something sent from hell or coming out of the pit. God didn't give us the spirit of fear. You don't need deliverance and hands laid on you. You need a change in your mind so you'll have a change in your own attitude so your own spirit isn't leaning toward the negative all the time. Listen to the context. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not of the flesh. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. Did you know what the cares of this life will do? Right now while the word is coming forth. If, you, if, you walk, if I walk out of here, if we walk out of here and worry, you know what's going to happen to the word that's coming right now? It's going to be choked out. It won't take root. The cares of this life the deceitfulness of riches, the cares of this life, and other all these are distractions. And other things entering in choke the Word. And the, and, and the work of the Word primarily is faith. It's faith. It's faith. And the shield of faith comes down. And the fiery darts 
come through and we wonder why God isn't faithful to us. God is faithful to us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. But So we need to fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil should never be able to defeat the least of God's children. For we're more than conquerors. We're not just, we're more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal. Get rid of your self-help books. Get rid of your books on transcendental meditation. Yoga's not going to do it for you. Can you say amen? Listen to me carefully, but meditate. Good message, brother. Meditate. (laughs) Meditate where? Hallelujah. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man. Sometime you've got to get off of Facebook and Facebook and pick up Facebook. What would happen if you spent the same amount of time in Facebook? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God that you spend on Facebook. You think it would make a difference? It might help renew your mind. It, Look at all the news outlets. You're going to get your mind messed up. Ponder what's going on in the world. You're going to get your mind messed up. Hallelujah. Get in the Word of God. And you can be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And when you're renewed in the spirit of your mind, you're going to start being renewed in your own human spirit. Hallelujah. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, bringing into captivity and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, all distractions, bringing into captivity. Everybody say, yippee-yay-yo-kaye. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, I'm serious. Get on your horse. Get your rope. Hallelujah. That thought that comes that's not lining up with God's truth and God's Word, that's not from God. Grab a hold of that thing. Bring it into captivity and say, you're not going to run that way. You're not going to head toward fear and depression. No, you're going to run this way. I have roped you. I have tied you up. I have, I'm going to take you where you're supposed to go. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. yippee tie yo yay Woo! Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Head them up. Move them out. Drive them hard. Rawhide. you don't get a hold of your thought life someone's going to influence it be sober 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 it means sober minded hallelujah it's not talking about alcohol it's talking about being sober minded be vigilant you've got an adversary seeking whom he may devour and he has an influence in the thought life In fact, the Bible said the God of this world has blinded what? The minds of men. Lest they would see the glory of the gospel and be saved. Amen. Casting down imaginations. Every high thing. Bringing every thought into captivity. And then it goes on to say, finally, let's sum it up. We're still dealing with that that thought life. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are pure... Come on, we live in a perverted, polluted world. And we need to seek out the pure. Can you say, man, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are holy, whatsoever things are of good report, the world needs some good news bad. Can you say, man, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be anything that pr- promotes praise, hallelujah, if anything is praiseworthy, if anything is lovely, can you see the mind now beginning to change in its atmosphere and its attitude? Hallelujah. Think on. Literal Greek is strong. Think only. 
on these things. If it's not of good report, reject it. Hallelujah. Doctor said this. There's another report you ought to consider. I said there's another report from a higher authority. And you ought to consider it. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? The devil says you can't take it. You can't overcome. You will never know victory. But there's another report. Hallelujah. Amen. There's another report. There's another report and it's in the Word of God waiting for someone to get a hold of it so it can get a hold of them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Whose report will you believe? Who? Isaiah speaking of Jesus going to the cross. The gospel in the Old Testament, Isaiah 53 and verse 1, it begins this way. Who hath believed our report? Can you say man? And you will always have another report. You have to make a choice. You're going to believe one or the other. You say, Brother Ben, I just don't have enough faith. You've got enough faith to fear. You have to believe. If you don't believe something bad is going to happen, you can't fear. You've got to choose what you're going to believe. Remember when they sent the children of Israel into the promised land to spy it out? And they came back with a report. Would you like to hear their report? It was accurate if you leave God out. It was honest. It was exaggerated. Because the devil will always punctuate and exaggerate exaggerate the negative. Always. He'll magnify the problem. And the Holy Spirit will magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. They came back and said, there were walled cities. Listen to the exaggeration. We saw walled cities, and you talk about walls, son. They were walled up to heaven. Well, they weren't that tall. They were tall. And they looked very, very impregnable. But they were not that tall. Amen. We saw giants, the sons of Anak, not just one giant like David dealt with, the Philistine, but we saw the sons of Anak, a race of giants. Oh, 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 you want to hear how bad the bad report gets? We saw giants, the son, we saw giants, the sons of Anak, and we were as grasshoppers before them. We saw the fierce armies as well, armies like you would not believe. And we saw ourselves before them as grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. Little grasshopper. If you, let, me, let me give you something that's really important. Your enemy sees you. As you see yourself. Listen to the context of this. And we were as grasshoppers before them. And so were we in their eyes. Are you here? And so what we saw ourselves as. They saw us as. They saw a timid. Broken. Faithless. Fearful, discouraged, distracted people. And they stood their ground because they said they can't do nothing against us. But there were two men that went with them. Joshua and Caleb. And Joshua and Caleb saw everything that the rest of the spies saw. But they included God. Include God, it changes the landscape. It changes the perspective. Can you say, man? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, by the way, that, that, that report is coming. But there's another report that is coming. So we can choose one report or the other. <laughs> Joshua and Caleb said, 
Let's go up at once. Let's don't talk about the issues over there. See if God be for us, Paul said. Come on, that's where they were already. They didn't have to wait 2,000 years later. They were there already. If God be for us, who can be against us? It don't matter how tall the walls are. It don't matter how fierce the armies are. It's a moot issue. Ah, hallelujah. I said it's a moot issue. If God purposes us to get that land, if He's going to, He'll provide a way for us to take it. So let's go up at once. Let's don't hesitate. Let's go up at once and possess it. Hallelujah. And the problem in the Christian life today is we're not possessing our possessions. How long will you be slack to go over and possess the land that the Lord thy God hath given you? You see, they didn't understand that God calls the things not as though they were because once He declares it, He's going to bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And of course, the carnal mind always goes for the negative, fearful report. And they wept. And they cried out. And they said, our brethren, our brethren, our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying the people are greater than we and we're not able. Our brethren, our brethren, our brethren, our brethren. What would happen? What would happen if we all get our mind right and we all get our speech right to where we could not let no, let no, because we have power over it. Make no mistake, you have power over your tongue. (laughs) Amen. You know how I know? Because the Holy Spirit comes to help you with it. Sound like a contradiction, doesn't it? The tongue is an unruly evil set on fire of hell. Who can tame it? Nobody! Part of the fallen Adam nature. But when the Holy Spirit comes, what is the very first evidence that He is in control of your life? And they all spake with other tongues. Oh, but when they were through speaking with other tongues, they kept on speaking the right thing with this regular everyday tongue. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Let no corrupt communication, everything that's not of faith, is sin. Because it's saying God doesn't, Factor in, and it doesn't matter that God promised, and it doesn't matter that God is with us. Look at this, look at that. It does matter. It makes all the difference in the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go up at once and possess it. And of course, they took the evil report. They shied away. They wandered 40 years in the wilderness. They provoked God. He said, Not one man that was in the age to do battle that would not cross over and take the land, not one man will enter the land. But he kept loving them and providing because they walked in the wilderness for 40 years. Evidence of his love, would you like it? Their shoes didn't wear out. Their shoes didn't wear out. I got a pair of shiny shoes at home. They looked so nice. But I looked at them close the other day, and, and I guess it's walking through wet grass. Right in the corner, it's coming loose from the sole. I thought, my, 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 such a nice pair of shoes. And it's coming loose at the sole. I used to listen to a black disc jockey on W-something here in Tampa because I like rhythm and blues, WTMP. Yeah. He said, I'm always walking on my heels, so you know i got a lot of soul. Anyway, I just, I just thought I would quote that. I still remember that. Amen. Give me, come on, Dave. We're going to make it, brother. We're going to make it. 
we're going to make we're going to get our mind right we're going to get our words right god is watching over his word to perform it can you say man his word in our mouth is still his word how it carries the same authority father we praise you today for spiritual weaponry for wisdom hallelujah of how to apply your word in our life lord i thank you that we can be renewed in the spirit of our mind and transformed instead of conform instead of the worry the fear the the discouragement the despair that is that is all over the globe it is all over the world there can be the joy the peace the love the faith the anticipation of the soon coming of jesus we can be a city set on a hill which cannot be hid finally my brethren whatsoever things are pure holy praiseworthy lovely of good report think only on these things for as a man thinketh in his heart in this case it's not here it's here heart and mind is interchangeable and it is determined by the context where you find it The wicked flee when no man pursueth. I think it's Proverbs 28. But the righteous, because God is with us and for us, we're right with God, therefore He's with us and for us. The righteous are bold as a lion. Hallelujah. We should be the people with the courage. We should be the people with the peace that passes understanding. We should be the people that fulfilled the scripture whom having not seen ye love with joy unspeakable and full of glory hallelujah we should be the people of faith hallelujah praise God perfect love cast out all fear all of it and it allows us to trust in a way we could never trust any other way. Casting all of your care on Him. 1 Peter 5, 7. All of it. Everything that's distracting. Everything that's destroying peace. Everything in our life that we focus on that gives the devil an influence and fear an influence and, and pushes faith away. Casting your care upon the Lord, for He careth for you. And that care becomes a burden that bows us down, doesn't it? It's a burden that bows us down. Lift up the hands that hang down and strengthen the feeble knee, lest it be turned out of the way. Oh, hallelujah. That's the mighty work of our ministry to one another. And that's the mighty work of the Holy Spirit in our life. Praise God. How many times has the Holy Ghost come and lifted me up? Hallelujah. Praise God. I will say of the Lord, David said, I will say of the Lord, He's my shield. He's my buckler. He's my strong tower. I will say, I will say, I will say. I will say of the Lord. Come on. The transformation is going to come when we get our mind right. We get our words lined up with God's Word. God is going to bring the fruit of His Word in our life, which is faith. Hallelujah. And everything that He has provided, faith will reach out and receive, and there will be victory in the camp. And the sounds of joy will be heard once again among God's people. Can you say, man, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs? Speaking, 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 speaking out loud so your own spirit can hear what you're saying. Your spirit... Oh, friend of mine is sensitive to your words. 
we could roll one of those old time recorders back and we could we could roll everything we said myself included this week we would understand where fear got a foothold we would understand why distractions took us away from that gaze on Jesus that lifts us up we would understand our agitation our frustration our depression and our despair so why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for he shall yet be the health of thy countenance. That means he will turn your frown upside down. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. 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 This is a real fight, but you can't fight it in your flesh. We need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind, and we need the strong Word of God. We need the meat of the Word. We can't fight this as children. Children can't win this battle. It's going to take men and women of God to win this battle. We've got to grow up. We're growing old. We need to grow up. Growing old don't mean you're grown up spiritually. It's not how long you've been on the road, darling. It's how far you've traveled. Hallelujah, since you got on the road. Woo! The good news is, the Bible said the days are very evil. Redeem the time. It's not gone forever. We got some time left. We got some days left. Some months left. Maybe some years left. And we can use them to the ultimate. Jesus had three years to accomplish His mission. And the Bible said if everything that He did in those three years was put into books, I suppose the world couldn't contain them. We can redeem the time and become the people that God has called us to be and accomplish the work that He sent us to do. Hallelujah. Woo! There's a lot of tests they don't give my wife anymore because she's 68. And they figure she ain't going to live long enough for it to matter that much. There's a lot of tests they won't, won't give me anymore because he ain't going to live long enough. If he's got it, something else will take him before he'll outlive it. And you can start pondering that and saying, well, I ain't got much longer to live and much more to give, so I'm just going to sit it out and wait for Jesus to come or me to go to Him. No, God don't want you to sit it out. God wants you back in the race. Your testimony is powerful. Your prayers are mighty. Hallelujah. Anything that moves the hand of God is mighty and a threat to the enemy. Can you say, man, how, how I have longed to just, uh, you know, get out from under all the pressure of, of the spiritual attacks that come because I declare the gospel. <laughs> How I've wanted to just go rest somewhere, just go off somewhere. You know, a log cabin. You don't have to have a lot of facilities. Of course, Pamela needs a few amenities and, and like a bathroom. <laughs> Jeremiah went in the wilderness. He said, I wish I had a house in the wilderness. I wish it was so far back in the wilderness that no one could find it if they had GPS. Can you say amen? <laughs> uh, who that? GPS. Yeah. Anyway, he said, he said, he said, only way you could stumble on my house is if you got lost in the wilderness. And you're stumbling around and say, there's a house over there. Who in that house? Jeremiah squatting over in the corner saying, nobody's listening. Nobody cares. I haven't won anybody to Jesus. They're going after idols in spite of all that I say. But you see what Jeremiah didn't get was he wasn't sent to make everybody do right. He was sent to give them the choice. Hallelujah. He was sent for a witness. Amen. I wasn't sent to Tampa to see how many people I could get to come hear me. I was sent to Tampa to be faithful to my calling. 
Oh, listen to me. I wouldn't be up here today if I counted heads every Sunday. I'd say it's insignificant. What I'm doing doesn't matter that much. Why should I take the heat and not accomplish that much? But one soul is worth every moment, every month, every year that I have been in ministry. Just one soul. John, I'm proud of you. God loves you. And if the devil had his way, he would do what he wanted to to the disciples. He would sift you as the wheat. And Jesus said the devil wanted you, that he might sift you as the wheat. But I have prayed for you. You're not alone in the battle, sir. God loves you. And he said, every tongue that rises against you in judgment, if you follow God and you declare Him to be your Lord, your Master, your Sovereign, and your Savior, every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall be utterly contemned. God said, I won't let it affect you. I won't let it harm you. There's victory in Jesus today, but only in Jesus today. Hallelujah. Woo! Everybody say, my mind matters. And my mouth matters. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. That means we have control because the Holy Spirit is helping us. But you've got to know about this and we've got to apply it. We're going to walk out of here. We're going to go home. And it can be business as usual. Or a change can come. I want that transformation to continue. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to be renewed constantly in the spirit of my mind that I might be transformed from this fearful, failing, unfruitful person into that man of God that gives God all the glory for it, but brings forth fruit in His kingdom. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. I need that joy. I need that peace. Hallelujah. I need that victory today. I'm desperate for it. Because the valleys are deep and dark. But in that valley, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because you're right here with me. Can you say man? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got a challenge before us, but it's a challenge that's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to get the victory that God wants to give us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to receive our offering, have a closing prayer. I want to thank you for your giving today. We are ready to go forward. Uh, I'm excited about change. I'm excited about change. I'm excited about change. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We've all been in church for a long time, most of us. We're veterans in in a real sense of the word of many spiritual battles. And I'm still amazed at the grace that God grants to us. Can you say amen? Through many dangers toils and snares I have already come Twas grace that brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home hallelujah God's got a hold on you <laughs> he's got a grip on you praise God we're not of those the devil make us think we are try to convince us we are Try to turn us into that, but we're not of those that turn back into perdition. We know what sin has for us. We, we've been there, done that. We know what's behind us. Everything is before us. And we're not looking back like Lot's wife, longing for that other life. We're looking forward to the kingdom of God and the coming of our great King. Amen. For the Lamb has been slain in our behalf and everything the Father has has been bequeathed to the Son and when the Holy Spirit has come He will take of His 
and communicate it to us. Hallelujah. Let's stay in a spiritual frame of mind as we receive this offering. You can bring it as the music begins today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Looking away from all that distract is in the New Testament, setting your gaze on Jesus. And here's how that works. And Brother Taylor brought a teaching on this recently. Blessed is the man who stands not in the counsel of the ungodly. There are tens of thousands, literally, of people in America that are more connected to Ophrah and her wisdom than the wisdom of Solomon or of Christ. That is a cultural truth. And if it was just the world that don't know any better, it would be bad. But what makes it worse is there are church-attending Christians that are more influenced by Dr. Phil's psychology and Ophrah's so-called spiritual guidance than they are the Word of the Lord. Amen? Church folk that can tell you what happened on The View and give you on no uncertain terms their political allegiances, but they can't tell you what the Scriptures teach and what Jesus modeled to us. And they're not following the Christ of the Bible. And that has to change if there's going to be a revival. And that has to change if there's going to be victory. Blessed in the Hebrew means happy to be envied. Happy to be envied is the man that stands not in the counsel of the ungodly. And you can watch, it begins with that compromise, listening to what the world and the culture is saying instead of what Christ and God is saying in the Word. Listen to the progression. First, he's just standing. There's conversation going on. He stands and listens and involves himself in it. Blessed is the man who stands not in the counsel of the ungodly. Look at the progression. He was just standing there. He's not over in that camp, but he's letting it influence him. He's headed that way. Nor sits. He's becoming more comfortable with the world and the culture now. He wants to be accepted among his peers. He's sitting in the seat of the scornful. What does that mean? Remember when Jesus said, Darius' daughter's not dead. She's only asleep. I'm getting ready to wake her up. You know what they did? They laughed him to scorn. Now we begin to sit in the seat of the scornful through unbelief and fear. Oh, it's still progressing. Once you're comfortable with the culture, blessed is the man that standeth not in the council, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, nor walketh in the way of sinners. Can you say amen? Do you see the progression? Standing, sitting, becoming comfortable, and now you can just blend in with the world about you. The world has sucked you in, and we need a renewing of the mind that we be not conformed to the world, but transformed. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. But His delight, His delight... Not just his duty, his diligence. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he does meditate. And he can find time after the soap opera. After as the, uh, as the stomach turns. And uh, what is it, the young and the useless? One of those, you know. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he doth meditate day and night. He shall be in the midst of all this pressure to conform. He shall be like a tree planted by the river of water. Shall not cease from yielding his fruit. And whatever he does, because he's meditating the word, now he's applying the word. So whatever he does shall prosper. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Woo! That's victory with a capital V. 
Will you stand your feet today? We're going to have a praise before we go home. Father, I just praise you. Did I give it to you? You got it. We serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. And I believe a Holy Ghost revival is about to break upon the church that will receive the Elijah message. Before that great and terrible day of the Lord, before the tribulation hits, and it's very, very near. It's coming. It's hastening greatly, according to the Scripture. The day of the Lord burneth like an oven, and it hasteneth greatly. The cup of His indignation fills up, and then it spills over. And that is the time of Jacob's trouble. That is the day of the Lord. That is the great tribulation. But the book of Malachi says, Before that great and terrible day of the Lord, I will send Elijah literally rendered one in the spirit and power of Elijah. And they will turn. There's going to be a revival. They will turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers back to the children. That means families are going to be brought in to the kingdom of God before that great day. There's going to be a sweeping revival because somebody is going to preach like Elijah prophesied. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody's going to preach in power and anointing. They thought John the Baptist was Elijah. And he said, I am not. They thought Jesus was Elijah. He said, I am not. But the message that God is sending by the Holy Spirit is coming in the spirit and power of Elijah. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. It's going to break the chains and set us free. Glory to God. Let's give Him praise in this final song. Hallelujah. Change is coming. Change is coming. Change is coming. Hallelujah.